Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming. Wait for it. Anime. Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mr. Eric Almighty, and I'm back here with a very special guest, pretty much my anime movie partner in crime at this point, and we are here to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a prequel film that has been highly anticipated, just hit theaters here on March 18th, and we were lucky enough to see it. A lot of you might be here after our appearance at Collective Con. If so, we're glad to have you, and we've got much more anime content to look forward to. But for now, let's go ahead and jump into a spoiler-free review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And Stefan, thank you so much for joining us. Let me ask, what were your just initial feelings walking out of this movie? Walking out, I mean, I felt it it was fun. You know, it was a good time. It was more of the same um, with Jujutsu Kaisen. For me, it's not like it uh, reinvents the wheel. It doesn't do anything different. Um, But it sticks to the formula of what JJK has been. Um, and honestly, like, like I said, whenever we walked out, uh, when, whenever we were actually in the theater, uh, it was just a good time. It was just, uh, it was just fun. There was just a lot going on and a lot of things to look at. And it was, uh, I enjoyed myself. And more of the same is definitely going to be the theme of this review. So if you're really interested in hearing our spoiler thoughts, maybe, uh, hit us up at the end of this episode. I'm going to tell you about our social media, where you can find us. A lot of you have already followed us. Just hit us up and let us know at the Way For It podcast that you'd like to see it. And who knows, we might throw a bonus episode out there or even throw a live stream on our YouTube. With that being said, this episode is going to be pretty straightforward. Following our usual model, we're going to jump into likes, keeping things on a positive note, then jumping into dislikes before we transition into our overall thoughts. And of course, we have to give it a final grade between one and 10. We're going to give you that at the end of this episode. One thing that should be mentioned here is the synopsis of the film. Yutu Akatsu gains control of an extremely powerful cursed spirits and gets enrolled by Tokyo's own Jujutsu High School by sorcerers to help him control his power and keep an eye on him. So let's go ahead and jump into things, Stefan. And why don't we go ahead and talk about something positive for the film? So what was something stand out that you wanted to mention here? Standout things are, of course, the animation, as is done by MAPPA. Uh, their animation is just breathtaking at some points. Um, and JJK does fight scenes just about better than anyone else, uh, which you get a lot of in this uh, in this movie. But the big big takeaway from just how how like enjoyable the fight scenes were, and just how much fun they were, and the animation was just beautiful and top notch as always. Yeah, I think one thing I really enjoyed the most was the fact that not only did, did we get introduced to a new character, an important character, as we're going to find out as people continue to watch the show, but we got to really enjoy some time with some side characters. So, of course, you get Gojo, and uh, you already know, Stefan, I'm a little biased. More Gojo is never a bad thing, but we really get to spend a lot more time with characters you've seen in the show, such as Panda, Inamaki, and also Maki. So that is something that personally I really enjoyed 
And, you know, when it comes down to the show too, Stefan, another thing that made it really nice was the fact that this felt like a movie that you could really go into blind and be introduced to the series. Did you kind of get that feeling? And is this a movie you'd recommend to people who haven't watched the show? Yeah, I would. Um, it does a really good job of a prequel um, where it's, you know, it doesn't delve too much into what's happened into the show or what's going on currently in the show. It does feel like it is a set point uh, where if you watch it and you haven't seen anything from the show, um, you're going to just be able to connect to these characters who you will do end up seeing later on uh, and enjoying yourself a lot. And if you've watched it like us, where you have seen the show, uh, you get to kind of see how some of the characters were before and just enjoy and spend more time with them. So I think it's whether you want to start with the show or start uh, with JJK Zero, I think you're fine either way. It's just a, it, it felt like a good uh, like kickoff point uh, for a prequel. When it comes to the main character, Yuta is a character that, you know, Stefan, I personally started to empathize with early on. And, you know, he does kind of get, uh, in a way, uh, victimized by a spirit that he is cursed by, uh, which is obviously a young girl known as Rika. And they make an early on commitment before her untimely passing, where she then becomes a curse. But it's not just that simple. They dive into it and they really look into who really is the victim in that situation, and I really enjoyed the growth from the start to finish. On the flip side of things, we'll kind of talk about how things moved quickly as far as progression of that character. But I really, really did love Yuta as a character. His counterpart, Yuji, in the show, there were a lot of comparisons between the two that really make them likable. Yeah, they're both very likable characters. Um, I think Yuta was was great. He had uh, one thing that I loved about this movie as well. Um, was the pacing so you do have a very nice pace of kind of seeing him grow and develop throughout the movie and it doesn't feel like it's dragging too too long uh, and you see those steps that he takes so uh, Yuta from pretty much from start to end is a pretty pretty likable and enjoyable main character uh, in the show or in the movie and you know for likes I think kind of rounding things out Stefan I, I really got to circle back to the animation and the music choices uh, that MAPPA does a very very good job at this very much felt like Jujutsu Kaisen, the movie. Like, it really did feel like it belonged on the big screen. I really enjoyed a lot of the subtle things. Like, even just characters walking looked immensely beautiful. Like, almost, again, taken out of an opening from Jujutsu Kaisen, which if you've seen a Jujutsu Kaisen opening, you know how fluid that looks. And not that the show doesn't, but there's obviously a little bit more nuance and a little bit more uh, specifics covered as far as the opening songs with that being said Stefan is there anything else on the like side that you wanted to cover otherwise there were a few things about this movie that I'm sure we're bound to nitpick and then ultimately we want to give this a grade no I think we covered most of the likes um it's a pretty like I said it's pretty straightforward it's more more jujitsu kaisen um so they stick to the formula um and, and just kind of put it in a movie format. I do think that it does, kind of similar to how Demon Slayer was, fit itself more for a movie than for actual episodes, uh, which I always, part of me appreciates uh, when you're seeing in the theater. However, when it does come out, it doesn't have the same feel in the episode format. Um, but I think overall it was, it was pretty good. I think we touched on most of the likes for it. Yeah, you know, and with this movie, again, it's very digestible if you're brand new to the franchise. So if you were just an anime fan or maybe you're seeing it from afar and you have an interest, this one's definitely for you. I really think you'll enjoy it. Very simple story 
that just continues to move at a very brisk pace. That's also another thing that I definitely wanted to compliment. But you know what, Stefan? I think it's time for us to do what we do best, and that's get to the dislike section, isn't it? So why don't we go ahead and have you kick things off. Uh, what was one thing that you wish this movie didn't do, you didn't like, or again, just didn't hit uh, the right spot for you? Yeah, for me, the biggest thing was pretty much the only real complaint I had was it didn't feel like there was much plot uh, in it. So the the sh- the movie is an hour and 45 minutes, but it doesn't feel like much happens in terms of the story. You have like some progression of the characters themselves, uh, but for what it feels like, the whole story is basically like compounded into like different a little bit of different time but uh it doesn't feel like much actually happens um and that was one thing that i was a bit disappointed we did get more fighting and more fight scenes because of it which is always a great thing but i definitely feel like there could have been a bit more to the plot uh for the movie itself yeah it's interesting that you say that because for me i think that they just assumed again they they did cater this for people who are new to the franchise but i think they assumed because a lot of people that are going to see this movie have seen the show. They were like, you know, you saw Yuji Itadori in the show. Uh, you saw him go through kind of like that training arc, kind of, you know, what they really brisk by in the movie with Yuta. And I think that kind of did a, a disservice to the film. You know, at one point, a character just kind of mentions how time has passed by. It's been like three months since things started off. And you just kind of, again, th- those little senses of time are skipped through very, very quickly. They're they're addressed, but they are skipped through. Another thing that I really didn't really love is the fact that we, we do get a look at some other characters that are really great, but they're very, very short-lived. I know they can't fit everybody and everyone into this movie, but I almost kind of wish they didn't have them in here. Uh, you know, without without too much of a, of a spoiler, you know, if you've seen the trailers, you know you're going to see your Gojos and a couple of the characters we've mentioned. Nanami is another one that I'll just quickly throw out there that is um, is shown in the trailers, I believe. And he's one of my favorite characters. Again, he gets a moment. It's very brisk, very quick. And I think this movie could have really done with maybe 15 to 20 more minutes, whether it was for fan service, plot progression, or another fight. I really think it, uh, it really could have used that, even though this was an action-packed movie. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the characters that they do touch on um, in the movie, they do them a lot of service and they and they really do a really good job on them. But then there's are some where, you know, they just don't get as much time. And I get it in the time frame of the movie. Um, but yeah, it does feel like some, some characters were kind of left out in this. Like we get some really great moments, but they're all very quick ones. Um, and it almost feels like if we just extended a bit longer, we could have seen all of them uh, and kind of have a, have a spotlight on them all. Yeah, and, and I don't know if this is necessarily a mild spoiler. So if you have watched the show, um, feel free to maybe skip ahead 30 seconds. If you haven't, this really won't mean anything to you. But Stefan, I was very disappointed to see there wasn't a single domain expansion, which I, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was extremely surprised. I thought we were definitely going to see it come from uh, Gojo, um, or maybe if um, Yuta was going to use it. But yeah, I was um, I was extremely surprised. I don't know if it just something that wasn't prevalent um, back then because I believe it's like that's like a couple. It's, it's years before the show, so maybe it just wasn't as prevalent back then. But yeah, I was. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I was actually really, really surprised, not that you mentioned it, that uh, we didn't see a single one uh, throughout it. And Stefan, I feel like this is something you're going to want to probably mention, because I heard you audibly sigh. Um, Ghetto is the villain for the show, and he's also the villain for the movie. Now, where we end up in the movie, if you've watched the show, there is a little bit of a uh, confusion there as to what's exactly happening. And season two, as a manga reader, I can tell you, season two is definitely going to... Uh, start off with a bang and, and a lot of uh, clarification is going to be provided throughout the season but ghetto in this movie was like villainous you know he was he was really cool in the fight scenes he was he was very very strong but he did one thing that I know bothered you because I heard you audibly sigh he did the Frieza thing where he kept calling people monkeys and like after about the 10th monkey comment I could hear you just again audibly groaned. Uh, did I misunderstand that, or is that exactly what happened? No, that that's what happened. I was just like, I was really confused. There was like some some points in in the show, and there's one towards the ending that I remember mentioning to you. Well, I won't mention it because that one I feel like people it, it, it may spoil a bit too much to kind of explain it. But he just makes comments that are just like so out there and so random and the monkey comments like over and over again it's just like he's very cool and he's very intimidating as a villain and i do enjoy him because you know me i love my villains but yeah at some point it was just like okay we got it there you think they're monkeys i like i don't know why we're why we keep having to run through it so yeah no um yeah it was a bit it was a bit much i wasn't really the biggest fan of the consistency of him just going on and on and on about it. Yeah, and you know, for my last dislike, I'm just gonna mention without going into spoilers of, for the title of this episode is spoiler free. Uh, Stefan, the, the finale fight just kind of ends very abruptly and we get a moment that should be emotional. And again, with about 15 or 20 more minutes of the film, maybe a little bit more time between Yuta uh, and Rika, who is the cursed spirit, that is obviously uh, attached and bonded to him. I think maybe it would have been more of an impact emotionally. It did work, but people did audibly laugh at a point, yourself and and unfortunately me included, because I just kind of, I just got the contagion of the laughter. And I understand where people found it funny, but it wasn't meant to be. And I think that uh, it did a disservice at the end. It was just kind of a little bit of a Again, a letdown at the end for what was ultimately an enjoyable ride almost all the way through. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that that part took away from my enjoyment. I did think it was very awkward and very weird, um, but a lot of animes end up having that in like very serious moments. But yeah, I, I, I feel like it could have been done without. I personally loved uh, how it ended. For example, I love I like the ending of this how this movie ended more than I like the uh, Mugen Train ending, and I believe that you are flip flopped where you enjoyed Mugen Train's ending a lot more. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot, and I don't. It while it was weird and it did make me laugh because it was really funny, but uh, it didn't take away from the ending for me. That makes a lot of sense, and you know we're gonna be getting into our overall thoughts, uh, or I should say final thoughts and grades. But before we do that, I want to make a quick mention, especially if you were able to come to our table at CollectiveCon. Want to let you know where we're gonna be next. So, if you're located in Jacksonville, Florida, or you're close to the Kingsland area in Georgia, consider attending BetaQuest 2022 on April 23rd, which is a convention that's being put together to help raise money for the Junior Beta Club to go to national competition this summer. 
you'll find vendors, artists, and voice actors there. And whether it's the $10 entry fee that includes a raffle ticket, or the $40 VIP ticket that gets you six raffle tickets, an event pin, and sticker, as well as priority in line for star signings, you're sure to have a good time. You can check out more details at their site by following the link in the show notes. We hope to see you there. And again, thank you so much for the support. All right, Stefan. So let's go ahead and get ready to grade the movie. Now, I should go ahead and mention I'm going to play the role of Phil here, who usually does this on our reviews. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score has 21 uh, critic reviews, 100% uh, uh, tomato meter. And we also have 99% for the audience score, over a thousand verified ratings. On IMDb, I think this is where we're going to probably fall a little bit somewhere in between or closer to. IMDb has uh, over 2,000 ratings and it's currently sitting at an 8.5. So with that knowledge, Stefan, I'm going to go ahead and let you go into your final thoughts and give us your score. What did you think of the film and what are you going to give it as a score? Overall, I thought the movie was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was just a good time from start to finish. Um, I'm a big proponent of uh, pacing in movies. I hate bad paced movies. This movie feels like you just kind of go on by. It's a smooth ride throughout. Uh, Amazing animation, amazing fight scenes. You get to see a lot of the characters that you love. some of the characters that I would have liked to seen uh, be seen weren't there, you know, because I have my favorites from the show as well. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, there was a bit of a couple things in the end that I wasn't a fan of and just a little uh, little fumbles here and there. But overall, uh, I have been thinking about it. Um, my gut goes and tells me it's definitely closer to a 9 uh, than it is to an 8. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, overall... I don't know much that they could have changed to make it better, except making it a bit longer, giving it a bit more spotlight to things. Um, maybe had a bit more to the plot, at least for me personally. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9 out of 10. Um, and that's going to be my score for it. Yeah, that's a solid score. Um, you're not going to get any argument from me. I felt slightly different. And the reason for that is because Jujutsu Kaisen is one of my favorite franchises. I've never been so impressed with a season one of an anime as much as I was for this particular uh, show. Now, the movie, of course, somehow met my standards and also fell a little bit short. And again, if you kind of listen back to a lot of the likes and dislikes that were mentioned here, it's not hard to see why. We do get a lot of characters that we've come to know and love. Me personally, there's just Maki fan service in the film that I not only enjoyed, but still made her completely badass. Uh, There was also uh, Inumaki, who again is just so cool and we got to see a little bit more of his power panda does the normal panda things and gojo is as entertaining as ever but really what makes this movie is yuta and rika our two new characters and i'm just so excited to see what yuta is going to be bringing to the series and the anime how people are going to react to him there's a lot of things to look forward to and this really does serve as a nice transition for newcomers and something to get excited for for people who are watching the show when season two inevitably becomes announced and released. With that being said, there were just a few things that didn't quite land for me as much as, let's say, when me and Stefan watched Demon Slayer Mugen Train, and for that reason, I landed on an 8.5, but it really could go up Stefan upon second watch, so you and me aren't too far off, but again, I think I liked it just slightly less than you did. 
Yeah, and I think that's similar to how um, our Demon Slayer movie was, where you enjoyed it. Uh, actually, you enjoyed that one a bit more than I did, where it was still really good, uh, but I did feel like there were parts. So yeah, we usually end up um, being on the same thing for most things, um, except My Hero Academia, which is bad. It's always bad. Always. Wow. Okay, well, we went uh, almost a little over 20 minutes without you bringing up My Hero. We also uh, disagree on movies like Encanto, so I don't know why for anime films you and me are so close, but for animated films, uh, we just, again, don't land on a lot of the same uh, same scoring models. Yeah, it tends to be that you have really bad opinions and I have really good ones. So, uh, like, for example, you think My Hero is not complete dog water um and i do and then you don't like Encanto, and i think it's amazing so you know i think it's just like i i at a point start to feel bad for you that you could just be wrong so often so it really warmed my heart that you can at least be on the right side uh for some movies wow well it seems like stefan has overstayed his welcome but i do truly appreciate you joining the podcast as always it is a great time and you did give us some great perspective outside of that outburst at the end thank you so much stefan for joining us on this episode and for all of you listening you have definitely made our month here after collective con and a lot of the different follows and engagements we've seen on social media if you're looking for more from the Wait For It podcast, we have something here for everyone. But if you're into anime specifically, March has been a pretty busy month. I went into why you should watch Rising of the Shield Hero earlier this month. We had our 13th installment of Intro to Anime. And later this month, ending the month of March, we'll be returning to our brand new series called Up High Down Low to talk about Stefan's favorite franchise, My Hero Academia, where we're going to be ranking tops and bottoms as far as characters and maybe even quirks. So look forward to that. If you'd like to go ahead and communicate with us on social media, you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For It Podcast, on Twitter at Wait For It Pod, and you can find all episodes of the Wait For It Podcast streaming anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast now. And that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, and more. We've also got a YouTube channel to check out, so please support us there as well. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty, and please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.